Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we go in-depth on the Mueller Report, tell a couple amazing jokes, we get into business, talk about the booming hemp industry, cannabis industry, and we finish it off with some amazing writing tips. Thank you guys so much for listening to the blog today. Stay strong, stay focused, share this post. I fucking love you. Turn up. Working hard, you know, doing our best, staying strong, being good people. Together, we can make this happen. If you just fight for what you want, for what you're going for, you can make it happen. Nothing is impossible if you just keep going. Not going to be anything that you can't do in 2019. You got to rise up. You got to say, fuck the haters. And you got to go higher than what they ever thought that you could do. A lot of people are going to hate on you guys. I'm about to throw in some business tips for everybody. A couple little business tips here in a second. Um, While it's all loading, I want to tell you guys to stay focused, to be strong, and to do your best out here. No one is going to give you anything. If you feel like, see, the secret is you got to work harder when things are going well. It's easy, not easy, but when everything's going shitty, like you have no choice but to focus like your life depends on it. You have no choice but, you know, to use every drop of energy that you have to make things better. But it's when things are going well that you have to keep on staying focused. You have to keep on doing your best. So, the five books I read that helped me build a multi-million dollar business by David Neagle from entrepreneur.com. I'm going to read like maybe two or three of these articles quickly. Uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. How Showmanship Sells by Elmer Letterman. Getting to Yes, How to Negotiate Agreement Without Giving In by Roger Fisher. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. That is a hilarious name. So Jab, 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 Right Hook uh, by Gary V. Um, the book reinforced how to do marketing in a digital space. As for years previous, always done face-to-face. Principles by Ray Dalio. The story resonated with me and my approach to business. It's not about ego. It's letting the best idea win based on the overall goals for the company. Um, the Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. It was written in 1910. And... Um, says I'm grateful for everything all the hardships the negative results and personal failures they've all been necessary for me to become who I am today when you forget gratitude you become a victim and nothing is more unempowering Uh, by Syed Balki from entrepreneur.com three effective strategies to reach your online target audience this year optimize for search Uh, basically use SEO search engine optimization Uh, make sure you're using keywords that um, so if you're selling, um, Teletubbies just came to mind. I don't know why. Uh, if you're selling Beanie Babies, uh, you would use the words like kids and uh, toys, things like that. Uh, try to post on other people's blogs. That'll give you backlinks, uh, which will help you generate traffic, uh, get more, get noticed. Engage on social media. There's more than 3 billion active social media users worldwide. It'd be a waste not to be on there. Um, so there's been this whole thing. I'm not 
qualified to uh, talk on it yet, um, but the the thing with Mueller, um, with the FBI and Trump, I'll just try to spend a second talking about it. Um, like, I don't, it's like I don't know how important it is in the grand scheme of things, but um, I'm about to find out. Uh, I'm on the New York Times. Articles loading here. Uh, a couple other headlines. Notre Dame safety planners misjudged how fast the fire could spread. House Democrats subpoena full Mueller report and all evidence. Escalate the fight over what material Congress is entitled to see from the inquiry into Russian election meddling. So this article is by Nicholas Sandoz from the New York Times. <clears throat> it's called House Democrats subpoena full Mueller report and the underlying evidence. So this whole Mueller investigation Um, Mr. Romney said in a statement he was appalled that the president's campaign would welcome help from a foreign adversary. Sobering revelation how far we have strayed from the principles of our founders. The subpoena was sent to House Democrats who have the power to initiate impeachments proceeding if they so choose debate how to proceed with the new evidence handed over Thursday by Mr. Mueller. Democratic-led committees have already initiated their own investigation of Russian election influence as well as obstruction of justice and abuse of power, which can incorporate the findings in shorter term. There are also new calls in the wake of the report from the party's left flank. Um, So, I'm uh, loading. Mueller reveals Trump's efforts to thwart Russian inquiry in highly anticipated report. So, Robert Mueller revealed the scope of a historic Russian campaign to sabotage the U.S. election in a public report made Thursday. Uh, So, this is the news section of my podcast. You know, I do comedy, I do jokes, I do business. This is the news section. David A.T.L. King. Uh, The report laid bare that Mr. Trump was elected with help of a foreign power and cataloged numerous meetings between Mr. Trump advisors and Russian so is this bad? Like, what's wrong with the, like, working with Russia? Like, I know it sounds bad, but with China getting bigger, couldn't it be strategic for the U.S. to reach out to Russia in a way? Maybe. Obviously, I haven't read the full story, but I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I don't know. The U.S. has to align with somebody. I mean, if everyone else teamed up on the U.S., that would be bad, right? So, and go USA, obviously, but um, they were unable to figure that out. Um, the report laid bare that Mr. Trump was elected with the help of a foreign power, cataloged numerous meetings. There's insufficient evidence to determine that the president or his age has engaged in a criminal conspiracy with the Russians. It's like all that thing with Russian hacking, like I never really bought into it. I was like, okay. I don't know, like, it seems a little far-fetched. Like, I guess it's totally possible, but... I don't know, who really cares who's president? Like, how does that even matter? I still haven't gotten that. I don't think it matters that much. Um, 
so this is a big scandal apparently um So I'm going to read Apple's scoop on the Mueller report, see if it's better than my little New York Times article I just read. Um, So a normal person's guide to what's going on. Lost in the tsunami of Russia investigation news, this is what you need to know. If you're short on time, here are seven quick takeaways. The 500-page redacted Mueller report was released Thursday in a sprawling document based on hundreds of witness interviews and thousands of subpoenas and is deeply sourced conclusions have already been subject to spin attempts from President Trump's legal team. The report largely refrains from making any grand sweeping conclusions about Trump's conduct. Mueller's investigators made a point of not absolving him completely. It's not a great outcome from the president, but it also doesn't seem to contain any unexpected bombshells that might end his presidency either. The report doesn't find that Trump obstructed justice, but it also specifically doesn't exonerate him. Mueller's team compiled 10 different episodes where Trump may have potentially committed obstruction of justice. The report sets out from the start that the investigation accepted the legal department's Office of Legal Counsel's 2000 conclusion that a sitting president could not be charged or indicted with a crime. That's interesting. But it also notes that it recognized that a federal criminal accusation against a sitting president would place burdens of the president's capacity to govern and potentially preempt constitutional processes for addressing presidential misconduct. The final words of the document are most telling. Accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it does not exonerate him. Number two, there were always a reason the potential episodes of obstruction of justice were inconclusive. Uh, again, this is from this is Apple's summary. I got a notification. Apple's summary of the Mueller report, Axios by Shane Savetsky. Seven takeaways from the Mueller report. Uh, numbers to takeaway number two: There was always a reason the potential episodes of obstruction of justice were inconclusive. For example, the report says Trump told then White House Communications Director Hope Hicks and others not to disclose information about the 2016 Trump Tower meeting between top campaign officials and a Russian attorney. But Mueller wrote that the evidence does not establish that Trump was specifically trying to prevent Mueller's team or Congress from obtaining the email setting up the meeting, which is the only way his actions could have been considered obstruction. Number three, many of Trump's potential efforts to obstruct the investigations against him failed after staffers rebuffed him. Mueller's team found multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations, including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations. The report specifically cites one-on-one meetings between Trump and top-level staffers where the president directed them to curtail investigations. For example, he asked then-White House counsel Don McCann to have mutified and requested that former staffer Corey Lewandowski asked then-Attorney General Jeff Sessions to limit the scope of the Russian investigation. The investigation ultimately found that Trump's efforts to influence it were mostly unsuccessful, but that it is largely because the presidency surrounded the president declined to carry out orders of seed to his request. Congress can still act against Trump on obstructions charges. Mueller might have punted on concluding whether or not Trump committed obstruction of justice, but he leaves the door open for Congress to do so, writing that it can validly regulate the president's exercise of official duties to prohibit actions motivated by corrupt intent to obstruct justice. All right, so far, guys, I I think Trump was in the right so far after reading this. Um, I think he's in the right. Uh, it looks like he did not obstruct justice, and given all he's done making Trump Tower, all Trump has done with business, 
I see him as a businessman. I don't think he had bad intentions. I think he's he's wants to promote the USA, and uh, I don't think this is like a big malicious thing uh, so far. All right, continuing. <clears throat> Number five, Mueller's team wasn't happy with Trump's written responses and wanted an in-person interview, but ultimately believed that other sourcing was not. They received Trump's written answers in 2018. Mueller's team notified Trump's lawyers they were insufficient, saying that the president stated on more than 30 occasions that he does not recall or remember or have an independent recollection of information called for by the question. The investigators considered subpoenaing Trump, but ultimately decided that only benefits from an interview would be outweighed by fighting the lengthy lawsuit that would be sure to follow from the president's lawyers. The investigation ultimately determined that the substantial quality of information we had obtained from other sources allowed us to draw relevant factual conclusions on intent and credibility, which are often inferred from circumstantial evidence and assessed without direct testimony from the subject of the investigation. Number six, the investigation did not establish that Trump campaign members colluded with the Russian government, but the president's actions still may have influenced Russian actions. Again, this is info, this is quick news tips. David ATL, the Mueller report. The investigation did not establish that Trump campaign members colluded with the Russian government, but the president's actions still may have influenced Russian actions. Mueller's investigation established that although the Russian government perceived it would benefit from a Trump presidency and worked to secure that outcome, the campaign expected it would benefit electorally from information stolen and released through Russian efforts. Did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. But the report details how Trump's famous July 2016 statement, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 Clinton emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press could have been effective. It states, within approximately five hours of Trump's statement, Russian intelligence officers targeted for the first time Putin's personal office. Alright, so far, guys, to me, it all seems a bit shady. It seems that this is all just to distract people, and I really don't think it matters in our day-to-day focusing on the economy. I think if you would like to have a bigger impact, you can grab my quick report and then do something right now to create a better future for yourself. Go out and start a small business. That's the best thing you can do uh, if you really want to get on your own feet and not let yourself be babied by government government of the mind um but continuing number seven the media got a lot right in real time thanks to reporting from media outlets throughout trump's presidency the main thrust of many of the events outlined in the report in both obstruction and collusion facets were already public knowledge this timeline from pbs gives a sense of the scope for the reporting from the new york times bombshell report on the 2016 Trump Tower meeting to WAPO's more recent report on Trump's concealment of his conversations with Russian President Vladimir Putin that provided the public's first glimpse and much of the information that forms the backbone of Mueller's reports. And thank you for tuning in to me so far. That was a quick guide. I'll give you a little bit more information from the Washington Post, now owned by Jeffy Bezo. On Thursday, this is by Philip Bump. On Thursday, the Justice Department released a redacted version of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's summary of his team's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and possible coordination with President Trump's campaign. There's a version of a sentence that I've written probably 200 times in the past two years, but which many Americans will likely come across far less frequently. The Mueller investigation, as it's known in shorthand, has been the center of the political universe for months. But because most Americans are wise enough to only visit that universe as 
tourists. The extent of its overlap with broader culture is certainly more limited. With that in mind, we decided to step back and offer an overview Thursday's release because of the basic who's, what's, wins and why's. What follows is not the Mueller report for idiots. It is instead a framework for understanding a complex document in a complicated situation. Who's involved? It's important at the outset to establish the cast of characters. It's worth skimming this section just to have a sense of who everyone is, but you should consider it more of a glossary for use in the rest of the document. People who work directly with Trump's campaign are highlighted. <clears throat> the investigators. Special counsel Robert S. Mueller III. Mueller served as FBI director under special under Presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama. He retired in twenty thirteen. In May twenty seventeen, he was asked by Rod J. Rosenstein to serve as special counsel to investigate possible collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign. Attorney General William P. Parr Barr. Barr has been the head of the Justice Department since his confirmation in February. In that role, he has authority over Mueller's investigation. Former Attorney General Jeff B. Sessions. Sessions served as Trump's original Attorney General until he was dismissed in November. In March 2017, he recused himself from involvement in investigations into the Trump campaign and possible overlap with Russia because of his work at the campaign during 2016. Deputy Attorney General Ron J. Rosenstein. Rosenstein was appointed by Trump and confirmed to the Justice Department's number two job in April 2017. After Sessions' recusal, Rosenstein became department's senior official on the Russia investigation. Former FBI Director James B. Comey. Comey took over the FBI after Mueller's retirement. He served until his dismissal in May 2017 by Trump. Those being investigated. President Trump. So, so far, I think Trump is way too famous to get in trouble for something like this. Be like Kim Kardashian. Like, you have a certain level of power that, in a way, transcends laws. Um, in a way. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, so, I'm reading the list. The Mueller Report, Washington Post, by David ATL. Uh, investigation. Those being investigated. Those being investigated. President Trump. Also, Donald Trump Jr. Trump's eldest son. He worked closely with the Trump campaign and runs the Trump Organization. <clears throat> Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, the husband of Trump's daughter, Ivanka Trump. Kushner was a real estate developer before joining Trump's campaign effort. He was also a key figure in the social media campaign for Trump. After his victory, joining the administration. Paul Manafort. Manafort was a longtime political consultant. Personal note on Jared Kushner. Uh, he's yeah, married to Ivanka Trump and... Uh, he was so involved in social media. He was very skilled at it. I think that was a huge part of why Trump got elected. Um, as just dominating on Twitter and all sorts of social media. And this guy was the brains behind that. Ivanka Trump, she's pretty sexy, just so everyone realizes. So it's pretty interesting. I think all of Trump's kids are pretty well-mannered. They look pretty good on the public eye. Uh, for the most part, as far as I know. All right, continuing the list, uh, Paul Manafort. Manafort was a longtime political consultant and lobbyist in Washington before being tapped in late March 2016 to help Trump's campaign. He eventually ran the effort, serving as Trump's campaign chairman until he was fired in August 2016 after details about his work for a pro-Russian political party in Ukraine came to light. Again, this is the Mueller report, Washington Post, David ATL, those being investigated. Those being investigated, continued. President Trump, Paul Manafort, Jerry Kushner, 
Rick Gates. Gates worked with Manafort at his lobbying firm before both joined the Trump campaign. Gates eventually served as deputy campaign chairman before then helping Trump's inauguration committee after Trump's victory. Michael Flynn. Flynn, a former Defense Department official under Bush and Obama, joined Trump's campaign early in 2016. He went on to briefly serve as Trump's national security advisor. George Petopoulos, a consultant in the oil and gas industry. Petopoulos was named in March 2016 as a member of Trump's foreign policy advisory team. So all of these people, uh, listeners, are they've worked their ass off to even be mentioned in this article. I consider all these people successful. Like none of like they're all gonna benefit from this, I think. Just from getting the notoriety. So to get to that place, you have to go through hundreds and hundreds of failures. That's what people don't understand. Alright, continuing the list. Michael Cohen, Trump's personal attorney from two thousand seven until last year. Roger Stone. Stone is a political activist and former business partner of Manafort who has for a long time provided political advice to Trump. He briefly worked directly with the campaign during 2015. Russia. This is an admittedly broad group. Of particular interest to investigators were two groups of Russians. The group of Russians alleged to have hacked email accounts of the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman in 2016. This group is believed to work for Russia's intelligence service. Again, this is the list of people um, <clears throat> who are being investigated. WikiLeaks, the document sharing organization, was eventually responsible for the decimation of the bulk of the hacked information. Shout out to WikiLeaks. Uh, Guccifer 2.0, one of the personas used to distribute information stolen from the DNC during 2016. Uh, so back to Russia, the group that August orchestrated an, event, an effort on social media to influence American voters and foster political disagreement. Guys, if you're not using uh, social media, if you're not on the internet, you don't exist. And if you're not using social media to influence opinion, you're, you're irrelevant. You've got to be creating content or else it's just, it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> All right, so other people of interest uh, in alphabetical order or Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, and uh, during the 2016 election, he was living at Ecuador's embassy in London after seeking asylum there in 2012. I believe he's being charged now. Uh, Maria Butina, a college student and gun activist who last year admitted to working on behalf of the Russian government. She worked closely with Alexander Torshin, Hillary Clinton, the Democratic candidate for the presidency in 2016. Um, Jerome Corsi, a conservative writer and conspiracy theorist who was associated with Roger Stone. Randy Credico, a New York area radio host who was also associated with Stone. Guys, just so you guys know, the host of this show, David ATL, Young King, Young Money. Um, I'm pro-Trump. I'm pro-USA. I'm 25. Honestly, I don't know that much about politics right now. I don't know enough to even know what I'm doing exactly. I'm just an entertainer. I'm entertaining you guys. Like, I swear to God, I'm not smart enough to, to do anything bad. I'm like... Lower on the IQ scale, guys. But I'm high on the genius level, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm I'm like a Kanye. I don't want this to be insulting. But um, we out here. Anyway, um, basically I'm just trying to get to 10 hours of making content. And I'm reading this Washington Post article for you guys. And I hope it's valuable. So let me finish up. Uh, Randy Credico, a New York area radio host was also associated with Stone. So we got a bunch more names here. I don't know how relevant they all are. Um, 
how the investigation started, wasn't this already settled, what we already know. So this article just goes on and on. Um, I mean, do you guys really want to hear all this? Like, I don't know if I want to get into all of it. I'll read, I'll read a little highlights maybe. Um, Okay, so a couple more people involved. Um, Joseph Misad, a British professor with alleged links to the Russian government. Sergei Kislyak, Russian's ambassador to the U.S. J.D. Gordon, a campaign advisor who worked with the foreign policy team. Rob Goldstone, a British music promoter who represents Emin Agalorov. All right, we're going to skip over a couple names here. Felix Sater, Natalia. How the investigation started. Over the course of the 2016 campaign, federal investigators began noticing a number of links between members of Trump's campaign and Russia. Okay. There we go. There was Manafort, who had links to Russian oligarchs and to pro-Russian politicians in Ukraine. All right, just so you guys know, I've never been to Russia. I don't know anything about Russia. So... I don't know. I feel like just such a newbie talking about this. Like, I don't know what's going on. I would love to visit sometime, go to Moscow. I, I think that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, let's continue. There was Manafort, who had links to Russian oligarchs and pro-Russian politicians in, in Ukraine. There was Page, who traveled to Russia in July 2016 to give a speech, and who was already on the FBI's radar. Okay, so say Trump was... Say he worked with Russia say Russia's support of their president. Like, what does that really mean? Do you know? Like, does that mean the U.S. is friends with Russia now? Does, like, what does that mean in the bigger picture? I feel like the people in charge in the U.S., at the end of the day, the real people who run it, would be able to make sure that the president or the... Like, I don't think... I don't think Russia is doing this to the U.S. We're going to read on. But I think there's more to even that meets the eye here. Like, only Trump and, like, the people involved know. I think at the end of the day, this is not relevant, but I'm just shedding a light on it because I would like to help you guys understand the situation more. I wish I had a Spanish segment on this, too, but we'll do English for now because it's probably most people English are listening to this. <clears throat> the FBI's investigation, and make sure you like this and share this uh, audio, please. So this is the Washington Post Mueller report. The FBI's investigation continued over the course of the campaign. All right, we're gonna we're gonna buzz over to something else, um, and we will continue that. I want to switch to some business, and uh, yeah. So basically, what I've learned from the Mueller report is that. I think it was started late last year, and basically the U.S., the Trump campaign and Russia may have been working together, um, and we want to see if there was anything illegal in the Mueller report. Uh, so it is helping me understand the situation a little better, uh, and my personal thoughts on it. Well, I want to let you guys draw your own conclusion, but I just want to help everyone understand the situation better. All right, let's switch over to some business. Go Trump. <laughs> oh my. 
And there was a poll that said if this would make most Americans change their mind about Trump, and like it was 70% no. But okay, I think people's like morals matter. Like, what's your intention? You know, like either you're gonna helpful or you're gonna be hurtful. Most of the time, at the end of the day. Uh, read the Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. All right, let's switch over to business before I get back into that. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. Bonjour, bonjour. Ça va, ça va. J'ai compris, mon ami. Chattanooga, Tennessee, Estados Unidos. Eh, merci pour écouter hoy. Eh, Aujourd'hui, un match de CFC, Chattanooga Football Club. Estamos aquí en Botas, disfrutando del día, gozando del sabor y el salud que nos da. Bonjourné, eh, petit dîner. <coughs> Uh, con los amis, saludos, bonjour, ça va, ça va, ça va, ça va, ça va, David Etiel, Rant and Raise, nuevo episodio, estamos aquí, club, jornalista, estamos young, joven, van cats, and podcast, iTunes, Mexico, El Paso, Tú sabes comprender la mente a Jordi por la piel en no camino. La vi, se la vi, eh, con los amis en Versailles, en París. Pendant toi, se la vi, París. Mete gol, <coughs> player con Messi. Hey, yo sabrán que la vida es único eh, a disfrutar de la vida para que podáis gustarlo en los deportes en Tokio, Japón, para que sepan el nuevo gangsta. Papi chulo, hablando a todo el mundo, disfrutan el día de hoy, día de mañana, estamos aquí comiendo manzana en la madrugada, todo, 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 todo bien, todo suavecito aquí, mi gente, un buen saludo a todo el mundo, a México, weón, parcero, Cali, Colombia, Bogotá, Medellín, Los Ángeles, Ciclovía, el tiempo pasa día a día, tiene que estar a pilas, pues, stay focused, be on your best game, that was my French intro, Spanish intro, your boy getting there, trilingual, triathlon, tri-state shorty, Tattown, Tennessee, representing David ATL, King, bossing up on y'all, todo lo que pueden hacer es para ti mismo, tú sabes lo que Mereces en la vida, hay que trabajar, pero duro, pero duro, pero más ma, maduro. Hay que madurar, madrugar y sonrisar a la gente. Las ganancias 
escucha bien, las ganancias no son al azar, no hay suerte, hay que mantenerte pilas para que la gente puede verte, camisa verde, ojo verde, ojo, pon atención, el mundo rodea por atención, arjón, dinero, en el banco, yo soy más buena pregunta, tengo dinero, Black Jones, dinero, en el banco, dinero, yo soy más, yo soy el producer, Nuga, dinero, estamos al lado del río, Tennessee, disfrutando en la vida del mejor país del mundo, USA, USA representa haciendo un podcast con el iPad, Dale un like a este episode. See you in the next section. Swag. Hey, what's up, guys? Over the podcast. Got Barbara Durthick right around me, swooping around. Who knows what she's up to? Interpreting. Hey, mom, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, she's pretty what's weird. Anyways, um, that is her. She has the honor of being my mother. She has a lot of problems. She'll probably hear this. It's okay. It's no fear 2019. It's all being exposed. Yeah. But yeah, we're just continuing on the podcast and living and doing it one thing at a time. One thing at a time, guys. I'm trying to, I want to make seven hours of content for a podcast. I know that's insane, but I just want to see if I can do it. Obviously, I wouldn't make every episode seven hours. Like, I'm not that cocky to think you want to listen to me all day, but you can never put out too much content. So if I put out like something longer like that, you know, I could always break it down later into like an hour long segment. Um, maybe put the best hour first on the podcast. It's like, it's streaming anyway. Like, no one, I mean, I guess some people, they download the whole podcast. But there are some podcasts that are like, you know, two or three hours or four hours. I mean, and usually they're really good. So, almost the longer the better. Um, so, we just got to keep going keep making the podcast and be fearless because you know what people are using you i guarantee you a little Susie, a little johnny talking to you everyone around you is trying to use you like that's just the world we live in they're gonna say it's in your best interest it is not it is not it's not start making podcasts start writing write books learn to code if you can't code write books shoot videos make podcasts like we have an army of robots available to us i'm not crazy this is 2019 this is facts those robots are stored in data centers this is the internet this is life so guys stay focused and keep building keep working keep going hard keep focused on your dreams estamos aquí trabajando durísimo i gotta write this blog And the only way I'm going to write this blog and record is if I'm writing the blog as I record. So that is what the heck I'm about to do, guys. 
because this is 2019 and you got to be your best to, you feel me, do your best. So go hard out here, you know, stay strong and um, fight because when you fight and you work hard, then good things happen. Um, we're just out here being focused, being aware. guys switching over to business i got a couple articles queued up um i talked about them quickly uh how showmanship sells top five books again quickly for a multi-million dollar company by david eagle founder and ceo of david eagle and all these all these articles on entrepreneur.com again that's kind of like my homepage, along with reddit.com we're on the internet here chattanooga stay strong jab 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 right hook gary vaynerchuk Principles by Ray Dalio. Again, tweet me at KingLit93. That's KingLit93. Thank you for listening to the David ATL Rants and Rays. We rise by lifting others. How Showmanship Sells by Elmer Letterman. Getting to Yes, How to Negotiate Agreement Without Giving In by Roger Fisher. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Uh, so, <clears throat> another article. Three Effective Strategies to Reach Your Online Target Audience This Year. Optimize for search. Use smart keywords. Post on other people's blogs. Engage on social media. There's 3 billion active social media users worldwide. Use polls, to, like Twitter polls, to get uh, use relevant hashtags. Use visual content. You know, people, a study by Nielsen found users scan content in different patterns, different patterns and they're scanning for images. Use images to spruce up your content. The hardest part about setting a business up is getting your content into the right hands when there's so much competition that's why you gotta have content 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 take into consideration how your audience could benefit from your brand and integrate those points in your strategy for improved lead generation five reasons why kindness has become the key to my happiness both in business and life by denise corcoran ceo of the empowered business how i uncovered the happiness secret for myself it's about greater human engagement what simple act of kindness can I do today? Whose life can I help? How can I be kind to myself? In a digitally driven world, please just forget that we all need human connection as human beings to thrive in the world. It just took one smile and a thank you to get me hooked. I experience, experience more gratifying relationships. I get a shot of exhilaration for the, for the entire day. One simple act of kindness or merely thinking about kindness excites me throughout the day. I see more, be- more beauty and good in the world. Kindness acts teach me to see the beauty in myself and others. Kindness is a new disruptor to my business. Be kind to others. Treat others how you want to be treated, golden rule. This is what makes you stressed at work, according to a new study. Longer hours. Basically, the number one stressor at work is not having a clear set of goals uh, for you or for your your employee. By the way, being an employee is in a trap. Try not to fall into it. Set an aspirational wage for yourself. People aged 26 to 30 and 41 to 45 age ranks lowest work-life balance. Ranked work-life balance is most important work benefit. Um, how do you set the tone, help ameliorate stress at work for your employees? 57% of workers with a high school education reported feeling burnout. Second concern for stress for employees uh, was commute and bad management. Don't have unclear goals. You got to have clear goals at work for sure. So... 
why your stomach may hold the key to your mental performance. Again, we're on entrepreneur.com, psychology. Don't just blame your apathy or lack of production on a weak mental attitude. Feeling flat or depressed, don't blame it on a weaker mental attitude. This is by Ben Angel, VIP contributor, Entrepreneur Network contributor from April 19th. 60 Seconds to Unstoppable, Entrepreneur Network partner Ben Angel shares insight into the gut microbiome and is connected to your psychology. Read Angel's new book, Unstoppable, today. So this is actually a video. Um, Don't make your co-found your employees work overtime. That's not smart. Um, if you're doing influencer marketing, this is by Barrett Wisman. People may not trust brands, but they do trust other people. The war against fake news is in full swing in Singapore's courts struck the latest blow. Skip the big names. You don't need a Kardashian to pick your product. So to find an influencer, create a collection of successful partners. Look beyond Instagram, even though the 80-20 rule should be 80% of your time on Instagram, 20% on LinkedIn, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Pick your own metrics. Give as good as you get and acknowledge the influencers, creative shop. Um, guys, we're going to head over to reddit.com. The homepage of the internet, awesome site. I want to give you some news from there. Uh, if you want to hear about the, the Notre Dame fire, a couple, they're rebuilding it, um, Ubisoft. Uh, L'Oreal, they're helping pitching in millions and millions of dollars. So there's a whale fossil found in Egypt that is huge. In 2009, um, measles were declared to be eliminated in the United States. In 2000, measles was declared to be eliminated in the United States. It's a health article, science from Meta.com. Today, the U.S. and many other countries are experiencing outbreaks of measles because of anti-vaccination propaganda. Without renewed focus on vaccination efforts, the disease, the disease may rebound in full force, according to research. <clears throat> this is an incredibly detailed tattoo, looks three-dimensional. Disgusted, this is about soccer. Disgusted to learn this morning that Barcelona has only provided LFC with a pitiful five wheelchair spaces and an allocation of 4,000 for the CL semifinal. This is a guy that says, roast me. I'm 30 French. I'm an unsuccessful videography with a myopathy. I really need to boost my self-esteem. Republican Cummings. Politics. I'm begging Americans to pay attention to what is going on. If you want people's attention, begin impeachment proceedings and put Trump under oath, the whole world will tune in. Again, these are not my opinions. I'm reading comments on Reddit. You want to reach the apathetic people, begin impeachment. So apparently people are calling for impeachment, but uh, again, people are always more radical on Reddit and you should skew it the other way. Um, I think this is from Sergeant Regular comment. I think Democrats might just be dragging this process out a little bit to keep it fresher in time for primaries in 2020. I'm not sure how well that'll work. There's so many things in the report the president did that are blatantly anti-American and that it will be a cakewalk for anyone that still understands patriotism. Linguistic illegality, as Mueller and Barr apply, does not change how horrible his actions are optically. Mm. 
Today I learned only in the 20th century did humans decide that the dandelion was a weed. Before the invention of lawns, the golden blossoms and lion tooth leaves were more likely to be praised as a bounty of food, medicine, and magic. Gardeners used to weed out the grass to make room for the dandelion. Samsung states gadgets. Samsung states, states that broken Galaxy Folds are due to user error. Forges ahead with original release date of April 26th. Relevant life, atheism. Happy Good Friday. Today, let's discuss reality. Virgins don't get pregnant. Dead men don't come back to life. And humans don't need saving. We were born right the first time. So here's a little atheism thread for you. Let's play with it for a few minutes. Read a couple comments. I can also eat whatever I want today. And I just so happened to actually want a veggie sub. LOL, go figure. Yeah, dang hippie. Well, a vegetarian diet is healthier. You know, it'd be fun to read a couple jokes today, maybe a couple animal jokes. So the top 10 funny animal jokes for today, <clears throat> Reddit jokes. Question, what happens to a frog's car when it breaks down? It gets towed away. A man walks into a shop and sees a cute little dog. He asks the shopkeeper, does your dog bite? The shopkeeper says, no, my dog does not bite. The man tries to pet the dog and the dog bites him. Ouch, he says, I thought you said your dog does not bite. The shopkeeper replied, that is not my dog. Question, why did the lion break up with his girlfriend? Because she was a cheetah. Snake one. Are we poisonous? Snake two. I don't know why. Snake one. I just bit my lip. What did the elephant say to the naked man? How do you breathe through something so small? Why did the duck get arrested? Because he was selling quack. What did the duck say when he bought lipstick? Put it on my bill. There was a papa mole, a mama mole, and a baby mole. They lived in a hole out in the country near a farmhouse. Papa mole poked his head out of the hole and said, Mmm, I smell sausage. Mama mole poked her, hole outside, poked her head outside the hole and said, Mmm, I smell pancakes. Baby mole tried to stick his head outside but couldn't because of the two bigger moles. Baby mole said, The only thing I smell is molasses. A snake slithers into a bar and the bartender says, Sorry buddy, I can't serve you. Why not, the snake asks, because you can't hold your liquor. A man went to sell his dog. A buyer asked him, is this dog faithful? The man replied, yes, I sold him three times, but he returns to me. Uh, someone commented, I lost on the mole joke. Yeah, I don't get that either. How do you make an octopus laugh? Give it ten tickles. So, YouTube, turn up. Um, the Mueller report, back to the Mueller report. Oh my God, this is terrible. He said, this is the end of my presidency. I'm effed. Mr. Trump had long denounced the inquiry as a politically motivated witch hunt. All right, we're going to pause this section and continue on another section. Thank you guys for listening so far. to run a couple jokes for you guys um you know it's all about all about all about all about all about good jokes try to find some hilarious jokes um so here's some here's some funny jokes for you guys a turtle is crossing the road where he's mugged by two snails when the police show up they ask him what happened the shaken turtle replies i don't know it all happened so fast a poodle and a collie are walking together when the poodle suddenly unloads on his friend. 
My life is a mess, he says. My owner is mean. My girlfriend ran away with a schnauzer, and I'm as jittery as a cat. Why don't you see a psychiatrist, suggests the collie. I can't, says the poodle. I'm not allowed on the couch. A priest, a minister, and a rabbi want to see who's best at his job, so they each go into the woods, find a bear, and attempt to convert it. Later, they get together. The priest begins, When I found the bear, I read to him from the catechism and sprinkled him with holy water. Next week is his first communion. I found a bear by the stream, says the minister, and I preached God's holy word. The bear was so mesmerized that he let me baptize him. They both look down at the rabbi, who is lying on a gurney in a body cast. Looking back, he says, Maybe I shouldn't have started with the circumcision. A man is walking in a graveyard. By the way, this is from the website, rd.com. <clears throat> Reading a couple jokes here. A guy is walking in a graveyard when he hears the third symphony play backwards. When it's over, the second symphony starts playing also backwards, then the first. What's going on? He asks the cemetery worker. It's Beethoven, says the worker. He's decomposing. Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He's not breathing and his eyes are glazed. The other guy whips out his cell phone, calls, 911, I think my friend's dead. He yells, what can I do? The operator says, calm down. First, let's make sure he's dead. There's a silence, then a shot. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what? A guy spots a sign outside a house that reads, talking dog for sale. Intrigued, he walks in. So what have you done with your life? He asks the dog. I've led a very full life, says the dog. I woof, lived in the Alps rescuing avala avalanche victims. Then I woof, served my country in Iraq. And now I spend my days woof, reading to the residents of a retirement home. The guy's flabbergasted. He asked the dog's owner, why on earth would you want to get rid of an incredible dog like that? The owner says, because he's a liar. He never did any of that. In surgery for a heart attack, a middle-aged woman has a vision of God by her bedside. Will I die? She asks. God says, no. You have 30 more years to live. With 30 years to look forward to, she guys... She decides to make the best of it. So since she's in the hospital, she gets breast implants, lipo, a tummy tuck, hair transplant, collagen injection in her lips. She looks great. The day she's discharged, she exits the hospital with a swagger, crosses the street, and is immediately hit by an ambulance and killed. Up in heaven, she sees God. You said I had 30 more years to live, she complained. That's true, says God. So what happened, she asked. God shrugs. I didn't recognize you. Every 10 years, the monks in the monastery are allowed to break their vow of silence to speak two words. 10 years go by and it's one monk's first chance. He thanks for a second before saying, food bad. 10 years later, he says, bed hard. It's the big day. A decade later, he gives the head monk a long stare and says, I quit. I'm not surprised, the head monk says. You've been complaining ever since you got here. A ventriloquist is performing with his dummy on his lap. He's telling a dumb blonde joke when a young platinum-haired beauty jumps to her feet. What gives you the right to stereotype blondes that way, she demands. What does hair color have to do with my worth as a human being? Flustered, the ventriloquist begins to stammer out an apology. You keep out of this, she yells. I'm talking to the, that little jerk on your knee. A man, knocked, shocked by how his buddy is dressed, asks him, How long have you been wearing that bra? The friend replies, Ever since my wife found it in the glove compartment. Couple more jokes from bestlifeonline.com. Where does the general keep his armies and his sleepies? How does a squid go into battle well armed? What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, but their flag is a huge plus. Where do you find a cow with no legs? Right where you left it. Why aren't koalas actual bears? They don't meet the qualifications. A bear walks into a restaurant. He tells his waiter, I want a grilled cheese. 
The waiter says, what's with the paws? What do you mean? The bear replies, I'm a bear. What's E.T. short for? Because he's only got little legs. What do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? Philip Float. Never criticize someone until you have walked a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you'll be a mile away and you'll have their shoes. Two men meet on opposite sides of a river. One shouts to the other, I need you to help me get to the other side. The other guy replies, You're on the other side. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One is really heavy and the other is a little lighter. What do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Same middle name. What did the mayonnaise say when the refrigerator door was open? Close the door, I'm dressing. I stand corrected, said the man in the orthopedic shoes. I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. What did the left eye say to the right eye? Between you and me, something snows. Why is England the wettest country? But because the queen has reigned there for years. It's hard to explain puns to kleptomaniacs. They always take things so bitterly. What do you call it when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. A guy goes to a pet store to buy a goldfish. The salesman asks him, do you want an aquarium? The guy responds, I don't care what star sign it is. What do you call polar bears with no ears? B. What's a foot long and slippery? A slipper. Exaggerations have become an epidemic. They went up by a million percent last year. And God said to John, come forth and you shall be granted eternal life. But John came fifth and won a toaster. By AnswersAfrica.com What do you call cheese that's not yours? It's nacho cheese. AnswersAfrica.com <clears throat> What do you get when you put a candle in a suit of armor? A night light. Have you heard about corduroy pillows? They're making headlines. Two drums and a cymbal fall off a cliff. But um, There were two peanuts walking down a dark alley. One was assaulted. What do you call a cow with, no, with two legs? Lean beef. How do you catch a unique rabbit? You sneak up on it. How do you catch a tame rabbit? The tame way. What did the green grape say to the purple grape? Breathe. The past, present, and future walk into a bar. It got tense. What goes ha ha thump? A man blasting his head off. What did the grape say when he was pinched? Nothing, he gave a little whine. What's brown and sticky? A stick. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. What? Why did the policeman smell bad? He was on duty. Why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Faux drizzle. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl in the bathroom? Because it has a silent P. Why did the stormtrooper buy an iPhone? He couldn't find the droid he was looking for. Droid. Why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. How does Jesus make tea? He brews it. 
What do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhino? Elephino. What did the farmer say when he couldn't find his tractor? Where's my tractor? Have you heard about the duck that was arrested for dealing? He was selling quack. What did the little fish say when he swam into a wall? Damn. Where does a sheep go for a haircut? To the ba-ba shop. Ba-ba shop. What does a nosy pepper do? Guess how up in your business. What do you get when you throw a piano down a mine shaft? A flat miner. Have you heard about the cannibal that passed his brother in the forest? Who's there? Control freak. Okay, now you say control freak who? What did the Zen Buddhist say to the hot dog vendor? Make me one with everything. What kind of bees make milk instead of honey? Boobies. Boobies. Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, why the long face? <laughs> what do you do with a dead chemist? You bury him. What's the difference between a woman with PMS and a pit bull? Lipstick. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? A Roman Catholic. How do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. What did the zero say to the eight? Nice Gucci belt. Why did the orange stop? Because it ran out of juice. What's brown and sounds like a bell? Ding. Dong. What do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. What's the last thing that goes through a bug's mind as he hits the windshield? His butt. I never make mistakes. I thought I did once, but I was wrong. What's Beethoven's favorite fruit? Banana. Why are pirates so mean? I don't know. They just are. Why was Tiger, Tiger looking in the toilet? He was looking for poo. All right, I got a couple knock-knock jokes for you guys from AnswersAfrica.com, David ATL Podcast. Thanks for liking, share this video, tuning in to an epic episode. Guys, when you're in your work day, when your workflow, while you're out biking, while you're in your car, this podcast is for you. Stay strong. Hashtag blessed. Let's go. David ATL, Rants and Rays. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, get comfy. Get in your workflow. Enjoy this podcast, guys. This is for y'all. Hilarious knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Toonies. Toonies who? Toonies company. Three's a crowd. Knock-knock. Who's there? Iran. Iran who? I ran over here to tell you this. All right, knock-knock jokes. I'll skip those. Hilarious jokes for adults. NSIF. Not safe for work, just in case. Question. Why was there thunder and lightning in the lab? The scientists were brainstorming. Why did Tony go out with a prune? Because he couldn't find a date. What is the difference between a school teacher and a train? The teacher says, spit out your gum, and the train says, choo, choo, choo. Why did the birdie go to the hospital? To get a treatment. What do you get when you cross a cow and a duck? Milk and quackers. What did the leopard say after eating his owner? Man, that hit the spot. Did you hear the joke about the roof? <sighs> Never mind. It's over your head. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Because he had no body to go with. How do crazy people go through the forest? They take the psychopath. What do you say when you lose a Wii game? I want a Wii match. How do you make an octopus laugh with 10 tickles? Why can't your nose be 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot. How do you drown a hipster in the mainstream? How do you make holy water? Boil the hell out of it. Am I going too fast for you guys? <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying these jokes. I'm getting a kick out of them. What happened to the dog that swallowed a firefly? It barked with D-Light. Alright, we gotta throw some news in there. I think this is too many jokes in a row. Um, so guys, I'm gonna switch over to a news segment. Thanks for listening to these jokes. I love your face. Um, Alright, a little bit of news. We're gonna head over to 
uh, entrepreneur.com. So you got to look beyond Instagram to get influencers, create a collection of successful partners, pick your own metrics, give as good as you get, acknowledge the influencers, creative chops, amplify the effect. Um, you know, to, to be a good entrepreneur, you got to be on Twitter, you got to be on Facebook, you got to be on Instagram. When the clock strikes 12, what can your business do to adapt to climate change? Are you a hero leader? If so, what is your company, company doing about the potential catastrophe threatening our planet? Next week is Earth Day, a day April 22nd when people will be thinking about climate change. NASA defines this term to mean a change in the usual weather found in a place. This article is by Jeffrey Hazel, Hazellet, the IP contributor to entrepreneur.com. Whether that change involves how much rain a specific region is getting in a year or shifting the usual temperatures for a particular month or a season. Am I going too fast for you guys? I hope not. I just want to give you guys a little bit, uh, Earth Month, a little climate change news. Um, climate change is going to have adverse effects on our economic growth in the next few decades. According to the Brookings Institution, incomes in the U.S. may be reduced 36% by the end of the 21st century. Other studies have shown that an increase in 5 degrees Celsius in global temperatures could shrink the domestic product by 72 million. Are businesses doing enough to adapt to the threat of climate change? No. Uh, there are three things businesses can do to make sure they don't get left behind. Forecast a range of scenarios, create an action plan, invest in renewable energy, supply chain energy, transportation, adopt a design to sustainability approach. <laughs> um, so again, this is what, when the clock strikes 12, what your business can do about climate change. Unchecked climate change will strengthen the economy significantly. You got solar panels, you know, recycle, recycle, recycle. Pick up trash when you see it. Uh, I guess this is pretty important. Um, adopt a design to sustainability approach. Um, so this is my green green news. What else we got? Kindness may become the key to happiness. How to build a famous fashion brand. Uh, what do you need to know before investing in a Chick-fil-A franchise? Uh, we could talk about some cannabis industry trends quickly. Weed business that thrived four years ago doesn't necessarily yield big profits today as new cannabis industry dictates the market. So this is definitely bigger in Cali, Washington State, uh, uh, Colorado. Colorado is going to become the first uh, chain for just one day. They're uh, launching a, a hemp burger, uh, the, Boulder, the Boulder High Burger. It was, has no psychoactive effects, so just trying it out. It has the non-psychoactive effects of hemp and their burger. It costs $4.20. Launching on the 20th Saturday, which is tomorrow from this recording. Uh, the cannabis industry trends indicate higher sales than ever. The biggest of all cannabis industry trends for the next few years is the national and global expansion of the legal weed market. Uh, despite a grinding legislative product that has gone much slower than advocate helps are expected, both New Jersey and New York weed legalization is anticipated this year, along with states in the Midwest and other East Coast states. Uh, the CBD market alone could reach $22 billion by 2022, according to the Brightfield Group report. The weed consumer demographic is growing ever more diverse. I don't smoke weed, but I have in the past, and I think it can be useful to a lot of people, and the cannabis oil can have very medicinal properties. Um, the average cannabis consumer is now middle-aged with more women and seniors consuming weed in various forms. This means the market is growing and demand within the market is shifting to alternative products. Uh, guys, get on the flow with change. Don't get stuck in your ways. Get on the flow with change. Products other than flour are gaining market share. Like many trends that spread from Cali eastward, vaping in 2018 outpaced flour as the most popular method of consumption in California. 
similarly pimples, people curious to try marijuana but unwilling to smoke it are turning to edibles. Expect one of the most significant cannabis industry trends to be continued shift away from flour and towards other methods of consumption. Vapes. Vapes are one of the hottest cannabis products in 2019. In the first quarter of 2018, vape sales grew 69% total, according to BDA Analytics. CBD vape sales alone was 105% over the same period. Edibles. Regardless if we're talking chef-prepared cuisine, the humble gummy, or anything in between. By the way, weed gummies, they're the shit. I would take a weed gummy now. Those are amazing. Um, side note. Okay. Edibles of either CBD and THC variety are also booming in popularity across all legal states. Here are a few statistics to show how much demand for these products increased in 2018. CBD gummy sales grew 925%. Chocolate edible sales increased 166%. CBD chocolate sales are up 530%. Uh, <clears throat> beverages. Though classified as edibles, consumers and investors are now giving infused beverages more attention than ever. The following trends indicate that beverages will become bigger in the next few years. Big investors, including... Anheuser-Busch and Coca-Cola have entered into talks to invest in infused beverages. Again, this is an article by Scott McGovern, contributor, founder of crypto site Blockler and Growth Nuts and Organic Growth Co. Pay attention to these six cannabis industry trends. The wee businesses that thrived four years ago don't necessarily yield big profits today as new cannabis industry trends dictate the market. From uh, GreenEntrepreneur.com, Entrepreneur.com, David ATL, giving you guys an update on weed products. I don't really smoke, but I think it could be good for you guys. Uh, <clears throat> And I, I'm not on Addy right now. I'm just in the zone. I'm on gratitude. So fuck you if you think I'm on something. I'm just focused and I'm a king. And I'm dominating 2019. Let's go. Uh, beverages. Coca-Cola has entered into talks to invest in infused beverages. Weed companies are already manufacturing products like hangover-proof beef infused with THC. Beverages containing CBD for medicinal benefits are also increasingly popular, like lattes and smoothies infused with cannabis oil. Y'all, is Starbucks ever... If they got on the trend with cannabis products, I think that could just change everything. That could like change culture. And on the thesis that hip hop rules the world, that is fascinating. Massive CBD um, market growth, an annual growth rate of 140%. CBD market could eclipse the adult use marijuana market by 2020, 20, 2022. This is largely due to the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill, which legalized hemp farming nationally. A flood of investments. There's been investors everywhere. Guys, my first intro to this, I watched this weed show about having a marijuana bank because banks couldn't take uh, uh, marijuana growers' money. And so that that's kind of how I was introduced to it a couple of years back. Um, both plant-touching and non-plant-touching weed businesses are listed on Canadian and American stock exchanges. That means more access to capital and bigger operations than ever. It's not just corporate players who are investing. Individuals looking for a way to cash in on the cannabis boom can simply purchase stock. By the way, I told everyone to invest in Bitcoin a while back, and now you would have made a ton of money and very few people listen to me. <clears throat> product variety and branding. Above all, the cannabis industry trends towards a more sophisticated customer base that want a variety of products with different effects. So, guys, um, uh, certain tastes come from the terpenes. And then, uh, so that's the cannabis trends. Um, by Scott McGovern. Thank you guys for listening to this segment of the podcast. We'll catch you in the next segment. Uh, I love your face. Okay, guys, continue reading this article about cannabis by Scott McGovern. Pay attention to these six cannabis industry trends. Um, see my other segment if it was not immediately preceding this one. 
Legal weed spreads eastward. The one cannabis industry that encompasses all the others is the expanding geography of the legal marijuana industry. Every state that legally legalizes instantly creates a major new industry. For example, socially conservative Oklahoma ranked just 28th in population among the 50 states, slightly fewer than 4 million residents legalized medical marijuana in 2018. Within a few months, the demand for medical marijuana cards swamped state regulators who have registered more than 3,000 marijuana-related businesses. Yo, I would totally make a marijuana-related businesses. I think I'm going to move to Boulder ASAP. All right. The likeliest state to legalize in 2019, including New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Illinois, and Minnesota, are much larger. Uh, hola, Carmen. Hola. Um, bien, bien. Okay. Uh, most other states, at least considering legalized medical marijuana, if they have not done so already, are expanding existing programs. For weed businesses, this means shifting their attention from the west to the east coast as opportunities emerge in untapped markets. When New York legalizes it, it will be the large, single largest recreational market in the country. This will translate to big dividends for the businesses who capture even a small part of that market first. Y'all, I can't even imagine New York on weed legalized because New York is already amazing. But I think, wow, this is the 21st century. This is skater land. This is a new new day, you know. Little bro wearing vans. So we got to keep focused. All right. <clears throat> Finish up this article. Keep in mind, starting a cannabis dispensary can be more profitable, profitable in newer markets than an already saturated one. Above all, the most significant among all cannabis industry trends our continued growth and change. Prepare for more shifts, more opportunities, and legal weed. Featured book, Start Your Own Cannabis Business, Your Step-by-Step Guide to the Marijuana Industry by Javier Haas. So, guys, there is tons of news, tons of jokes. Um, I want to give you guys some more entrepreneur news. We're going to go to the home page on uh, see the latest on screen entrepreneurs. Canopy Growth agrees to buy a crazy girl. I gotta, oh, I gotta pee. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to take a quick break and we're gonna hop back to it. All right, guys. David ATL Podcast giving us more information for you guys. Business lessons from the former president of Red Bull CBD six-minute read. Jim Bailey used to run Red Bull Canada. Now he's in the CBD cannabis business and he sees nothing but green. By Jonathan Small, entrepreneur staff, editor-in-chief of Green Entrepreneur, April 18th. Jim Bailey didn't have much experience with cannabis until a bad bike injury opened his eyes to its medicinal benefits. A marketing veteran, Bailey was president of Red Bull Canada up until 2013 and held executive positions at Adidas and Reebok. But it wasn't until fairly recently that he jumped to the green side as CEO of Fivity Organics, a food and beverage company that infuses organic active hemp extract into iced tea, water, and various clinical products. Bailey sees many parallels between the energy drink and CBD drink business. Energy drinks such as Red Bull were not yet even approved for sale in Canada when he moved to head operations there. I've been in business for a while, but I haven't seen the energy behind the category like I've seen with cannabis since energy drinks in the market in 1998, he said. We talked to him about why he's so excited about cannabis. He had a bad bike, bike accident a while back. Explain how that experience opened your eyes to the world of cannabis. I was cycling from Oakville to Toronto, got hit by a car, and was sort of left by the cab side of the road. The guy didn't stop. I was so in shock that I actually got up and hailed the cab home. When I got to my house, I lay on the floor for three hours until my wife walked through the front door and said, what the hell is wrong with you? I said, I can't move. I need help getting up the stairs. I was insistent a warm bath would have fixed things up. And my wife was like, you need more than a warm bath. I went to the hospital and learned I had a broken hip. 
Our healthcare system in Canada is jamming right now, so I lay in the hallway of the hospital for three and a half days before they could even operate on me. I was on morphine drip, taking pills, and I was just delirious. As I was lying in bed, I started researching stuff because I didn't want to feel the way I was on opiates. I read about miracle marijuana and CBD. I've never been a cannabis user, but once you do that research and get beyond the scare tactics around it, it's an eye-opener. Is that when you decide you want to get in the business? I was asked by J.D. Belfantoin, the founder of Fivity, to sit on their advisory board because he'd never been in the beverage business, and I was more than happy to help a young entrepreneur out. Entrepreneur.com. What were some of the learnings from Red Bull that brought you? The one thing that Red Bull did very well was understand the consumer. Red Bull gives you wings. I, I like Red Bull. I, I would like accept a sponsorship from them, uh, Red Bull or Monster, but... I would not consume them all the time, but I do really love them. There was a time when I had like two Red Bulls or three a day. Um, now I think that's kind of bad for you, but um, I think it can be fine to have like one a day. I think that's no problem. Uh, we tapped in cons- into consumers almost quarterly to understand their sentiment around the brand. You start almost from ground zero and you plead ignorance wanting to know, what's the consumer think about this category? How are they engaging in this category? What's the sentiment towards CBD on medical marijuana? And the research finally uncovered a lot of interesting facts for us. I always tell people the best creative and best creative platforms are driven by great research and consumer insights. What are some of the surprising consumer insights you learned? One of the most shocking statistics was 60% of CBD users are actually women. I think it's because women are more detail-oriented. They research, they read, they look for alternatives, especially younger consumers that are a little disillusioned with Western medicine. Other interesting takeaways for the reasons people were using cannabis. The top two usage occasions were anxiety and insomnia. It definitely helps with that in small doses. I think edibles are the way to go, but yeah. They really help drive a lot of insights around the connection between mind and body. If you have a healthy mind, you have a healthy body, and vice versa. There have been a lot of negative news stories about packaging on CBD labels being incorrect or downright lies. What are you doing about this in your own company? We've made a firm stance that all the raw materials that come in are tested. We've had to do this because in the past we asked suppliers their potency and tested to find out there were less than half the CBD they were claiming. I welcome the FDA's oversight in this category because some bad actors out there, and those few bad actors can have a ripple effect throughout the industry. Red Bull is famous for its masterful marketing. Red Bull gives you wings. How are you applying that to Fividia? One of the things I learned from Deitch Mytik, the founder, was his profound vision. When you talked to him, he wasn't talking six months out of a year. He was talking five years out. In 2008, when the world was in the worst recession ever, Deitch actually upped the marketing spend. His philosophy was if you stick with the consumer during the tough times, they'll be even more loyal and things turn around. Red Bull gives you wings. Let's say an entrepreneur doesn't have the money to do research. What would you recommend? It comes down to prioritizing what you're going to spend your money on. Red Bull, entrepreneur.com, David ATL, Chat Town, New Post, Green Entrepreneur, Cannabis Industry. The 420 is tomorrow. Guys, celebrate responsibly. Mayor. People don't necessarily see the value in this consumer research, but they also don't understand that your brand positioning, your creative platform is all hints to that consumer research and insight. What are your predictions for the future? Hopefully the floodgates will completely open up for traditional retail. Guys, I want to give you a couple quick tips on how to be a better writer because I think that could benefit my audience well. A couple quick tips on how to be a better writer. There's tons of ways you got to write every day, exercise every day, sleep with a notebook. Okay, that's fucking genius. Sleep with a notebook. Um, there's so many ways to, to become a better writer. Writing's hard, very hard. There are no shortcuts or hacks. The only way to improve is practice. Brad Stolberg, medium.com. Write every day, even if it's only a single paragraph. Heck, even if it's only a single sentence. Guys, I agree with this because after doing this blog every day and writing every day, I swear I'm getting better. And even, you got to start small. I love that. So set aside each day, even if only 15 minutes, even if it's in the morning. Uh, guys, check out my Mueller report earlier in the podcast or on the previous episode. Uh, it's been fascinating. Trump is not in the wrong, I don't think, but um, use your own judgment. Read every day. As you do, note what you like about certain patches, 
passages, replicate these things, and know what you don't like about certain passages, avoid these things. Exercise every day. My best work from ideas to articles to paragraphs to sentences always seems to pop into mind in the midst of physical activity. Consider exercise a part of your job. Bike every day, guys. Sleep with a notebook during big projects. I often wake up in the middle of the night with ideas worth exploring, sometimes even entire paragraphs in my head. You gotta write those down. I quickly jot them down in the notebook. Develop a routine. Don't write in it at the same time. Stop all your head. I write at the same time out of the same places, a few neighborhood coffee shops with your routine, with the same drink, Americana with steamed milk, snacking on the same thing, nuts and cereal. I do everything I can to offset the uncertainty, the terror of the blank page. Stop all your head. If you've been writing for more than 90 minutes and the going starts to get rough, stop. Trying to force it, that's almost always unproductive. Plus, you know, a positive note, it's easier to pick back up on a positive note. Work and rework and rework some more. Yeah, guys, at least pass it over one time. It's damn near impossible to get anything right the first time or the second time or even the third time. Except that you, just like about every other writer, need to work like a trap craft person. Chiseling away, chiseling away is not something to get frustrated about. It's something to embrace. Also, read your work out loud. Doing so is the best way to get out of your own head. Something integral to making sure your work makes sense to others. Write for yourself first. If you find that you're, what you're writing interesting, odds are you'll do a better job writing about it and your audience will find it interesting too. <clears throat> From writingcooperative.com How to become a better writer. Am I good enough? Can I become a better writer and how? I was looking for the answers to these questions on Google by reading all the articles started with easy steps to become a better writer. Some of the articles say we don't need to be good writers and don't even need to have special talents for that. I was surprised, worried to find these results. Seriously, Google it, see for yourself. Is it really that easy to be a good writer? At least some people think so. Soon I realized that you can't write better by following only one or ten easy steps. There's no specific guidelines that can help. It's very suggestive and depends on all individual skills. I turned to the professionals. Here's what they said. The first draft of everything is shit, Ernest Hemingway. You can't wait for inspiration, you have to go after it with a club, Jack London. Writing a book is a horrible, exhausting struggle, like a long bout with some painful illness. One would never undertake such a thing if one were not driven on by some demon whom one can either resist or understand, George Orwell. There are three rules for writing a novel. Unfortunately, no one knows what they are. W. Somerset. Megan. If you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. Simple as that. Stephen King. Inspired by the great writers, I decided to develop my own guidelines for becoming a good writer based on my own short experiences as a writer. Write down your ideas whenever, wherever and whenever you can. Sometimes I get up in the middle of the night writing down an idea which pops into my head while I was trying to sleep. I have to write it because I will forget it. It doesn't matter how good or how bad that idea is. Write it even if you're on a bus at a party having lunch. You never know when you'll have a brilliant idea. Don't let it slip away. Write as much as you can. Keep a journal. Fiction, non-fiction, poetry, articles, and anything you find interesting. The day starts with medium articles and ends with reading a book. Read, read, read. Make notes while you read. It will be hard at first, but then it will become a habit. Write out the sentences, phrases, and the words that sound very appealing to you, because soon you'll forget them, and you'll have a useful list of your favorite words and phrases at hand. Keep a journal. Journaling is mainstream, you would say, but it doesn't mean that it's useless. In fact, it can be very helpful. I even keep three journals, a personal, a professional, and for fiction. Personal, professional, fiction. Keep a journal. Write, write, write. Journals help you stay connected to yourself. Write things worth remembering. Don't take anyone's writing advice too seriously. What helps you become better at writing? Share your tips, comments. Instead, find some inspiration and motivation to write. Write down your own guidelines, the things that help you become better at what you do. By Emma. <clears throat> From themuse.com, 10 simple tips to become a better writer. Do you enjoy writing? Does it come naturally to you? Do colleagues praise you for your crisp, articulate notebook? 
Laurie Worthy email updates. Congratulations, because if you work in an office or run your own business, you're likely to spend about a quarter of your workday doing one thing, writing. Oh, and that's just a portion of the day that you spend writing emails. Guys, get clear. Get to the point. Strip it down. Write from your happy place. Give yourself a time limit. Ask, what was my hero write? Close, strong. Use the seven magic words. Say it out loud. Be a day maker. Before you sit down to write, ask yourself, why am I writing? What's the desired outcome that you want with this particular piece of writing? If you're going to write 40,000 words this year, you might as well learn how to do your absolute best. Tweets, updates, chapters, TED Talk scripts, thank the handwritten thank you note. The best writing tends to have one clear ringing intention. Choose it and commit. Are you writing to brighten someone's morning? Motivate your team to head back into the ring after a crushing defeat. Encourage folks to say yes to your meeting sign. Get clear on your goal. Why are you writing? Get to the point. In the business world, brevity is gold. Keep it simple. There's a reason Twitter is 140 characters or less. The reason I am writing is, what I want you to know is, what I want you to do is, guys, have those in bold at the top of your page to remind yourself. Get those three points down pat, then refer to, uh, to keep yourself on track. If you're struggling to get to the point, take a moment to think about the person or people that you're writing to. Create a mo- roadmap for yourself. The reason I am writing is, what I want you to know is, get to the point. What you want to do is, guys, strip it down. Chemist Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. Imagine you're writing for an audience of little kids, impatient, easily distracted, with zero tolerance for jargon. You can practice out in the real world by having actual conversation with kids. Try explaining to a toddler what you do for a living for starters. You'll see very quickly if your elevator pitch is clear and intriguing or not. Strip it down. Write from your happy place. Give yourself a time limit. Ask, what would my hero write? Close strong. Use the seven magic words. Write from your happy place. Ever notice when you're stressed, trying to force yourself to write something, it never works out? Research shows that getting yourself into a happy, relaxed state, taking a shower, is the key to creative of your event. When your body's experiencing a rush of dopamine, that's when those aha moments. Can't take a shower at work? No worries. There are plenty of other ways to get in your happy place. Use the exercise ball. Light a scented candle. Relax. Play some energizing music. Write from your happy place. Give yourself a time limit. For most people, the longer you fuss over a piece of writing, the worse it gets. But don't stretch yourself over a time limit, but use this strategy if it works for you. Ask, what would my hero write? If you're struggling with a time-sensitive piece of information where, where hitting the right emotional tone is essential, try channeling one of your personal heroes. What would a Mr. Rogers do, write in this situation? What would the Dalai Lama say? How would Richard Branson handle this email chain? Time limit. Clearing out your I- inbox, for example, give yourself a time limit. Say two minutes per email to prevent yourself from slipping into analysis paralysis. Use the seven magic words. All I need from you right now Take these words up to the top of your correspondence, as in, I'm so excited that you're going to deliver a keynote at our annual conference. All I need from you right now is the title of your talk, a headshot, and your bio. Use seven magic words, give your reader a clear assignment, and put them at ease. Use the seven magic words. All I need from you right now. Take these words up to the top of your correspondence. You can always add more information down below if necessary. Ah, that's all. No problem. Done. All I need from you right now. Say it out loud. Whenever possible, read your writing out loud. Read it out loud. Does it sound like it was written like a human or a cyborg? Are you stumbling over excessively long sentences? Catch any typos or duplicate words? Guys, one of the most embarrassing situations for me, a friend used to read my tweets in high school in our senior lounge, and I realized how shitty some of them were, and they were kind of embarrassing. So this is a great tip. Read it out loud. Read your writing out loud. Be a daymaker. David Wagner, CEO of... Junt Salon Spa often speaks about being a daymaker, not just going through the motions at work, but actively choosing to be a source of positivity and encouragement, choosing to make someone's day. Write everything 
with everything you write, every email, every tweet, every tweet, every text, you have an opportunity to make someone's day or not. Often all it takes is a few words of kindness. So guys, be a day maker, say it out loud, use these seven magic words all I need from you right now, close strong. Think, in my opinion, the following approach is the best choice. If you agree, write back to say yes and I'll get started. Not, so what do you guys think? I'm open to everyone's opinion. Try taking a decisive stance rather than wrapping up your writing with an open-ended prompt. Close strong. Ask what would my hero write. Give yourself a time limit. Write from your happy place. Strip it down. Get to the point. The reason I'm writing is what I want you to know is what I want you to do is get clear. Guys, 10 simple ways to become a better writer by Alexandra Franzen from themuse.com. Brilliant article. <clears throat> from lifehack.org. Guide to Becoming a Better Writer, 15 Practical Tips. If you've always dreamed of being the next Hemingway or Vonnegut or Grisham, or perhaps if you just want to write better essays for school or post for your blog, you need to sharpen those writing skills. Becoming the best writer isn't easy. I won't lie to you. So there, I think they have another top 10 list from Lifehack here. Read great writers. Write a lot. Write down ideas all the time. Create a writing ritual. Just write. Eliminate distractions. Plan, then write. This may sound contradictory to the above just write tip, but it's not really. I find it useful to do my planning or pre-writing thinking before I sit down to write. I think about it during my daily run. Plan it out. Then when I'm ready, I can sit down and just crank out the text. Create a writing ritual. Guys, write at least 30 minutes. If it's morning, works best for you. Others might find evenings better. Write down ideas all the time. Keep a little notebook candy. Use Evernote.com. I like to keep a list of post ideas from my blog and eventually add to it. Write down plot twists and visual details and fragments of song lyrics or poems that move you. Write a lot. Try to write every day or multiple times a day if possible. The more you write, the better you'll get. Plan, then write. This may sound contradictory. Faking already has been done. For great method planning out a novel, see the snowflake method. Eliminate distractions. Writing does not work well with multitasking or background noise. Get beats, noise canceling headphones. It's best done in a quiet or with some mellow music playing. Do your writing with a minimal writer like Writeroom or Darkroom or Writer and do it in full screen. Turn off email or IM notifications. Turn off the phone or your cell phone. Turn off the TV and clear off your desk. You can stuff everything in a drawer for now until you have time to sort everything out later. Yes, guys, clear out distractions. That's going to help you a ton. Experiment. Just because you want to emulate the great writers doesn't mean you have to be exactly like them. Try out new things. Revise. Be concise. Use powerful sentences. Get feedback. Put yourself out there. Learn to be controversial. Revise. If you really crank out the text and experiment and just let things flow, you'll need to go back over it. That means you, many writers, hate revising because it seems like so much work when they've already done the writing. But if you want to be a good writer, you need to learn to revise because revising is where good writing really is. Be concise. It separates the mediocre from the great. Go back over everything. Being concise is best done during the revision process, but you need to edit every sentence and paragraph and remove everything but the essential. Sometimes I like to write like two pages first, and I completely scrap those first two pages because they kind of get my idea out. And then I put like one sentence heading and where I want the kind of direction of the, the page to go, and then I write again after I'm all ready, after I'm feeling good, after I've had an apple, after I've had some bacon, I have some blueberries, and then I write a brand new page after already writing. Like you kind of get the junk out. But then to revise, compact is powerful. A short sentence is preferred over a longer one, and a clear word is preferred over two. And jargonese, use powerful sentences. This is from lifehack.org. Aim for shorter sentences with strong verbs. Of course, not every sentence should be the same. You need variation. But try to create sentences with oomph. You might find this easier to do in the revision stage. It might not be something to think about when you're pumping out that first giraffe. Put yourself out there. You need to let others read your writing, not just the person who you're allowing to read it, but the general publico. All right, guys, I'm going to end this segment. That was some writing tips and jokes. Hope you guys find this helpful. We're trying to get 10 hours of content in. Love your face.